This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The USDA reported that only 115.9 thousand metric tons of U.S. corn was sold for export last week. That in and of itself is a very low number, below all estimates. But corn exports overall are in great shape relative to the balance sheet. Corn shipments of over 2 million metric tons were large. It takes weekly sales of just 200,000 metric tons to reach the USDA corn export target. 334,000 metric tons of soybeans were sold, which was midway of trade estimates. 219,000 metric tons of wheat was sold for exports amid low expectations. Chicago Board of Trade markets posted strong gains Thursday until outside markets failed again. The S&P broke support, falling below last week's lows as the bond market posted a large loss, now threatening last week's low with the specter of higher interest rates. Higher interest rates attract foreign capital inflow, boosting the U.S. dollar, which in turn is seen as negative to commodities. The interconnection between markets worked against Chicago Board of Trade bulls. Chasing rallies or selling weaknesses chopped up bulls and bears alike. Thursday's highs now add to technical resistance. I am trying to determine where the USDA forecast additional 2 million acres of corn is going to come from. I am planting less corn, opting for soybeans. Dry plain states will favor sorghum and anything non-irrigated. The drought monitor includes the Dakotas and the drought stress region, which is where in recent years we've seen fluctuating corn acreage. They can plant, but that doesn't mean they'll harvest. Iowa farmers extended corn on corn acres the prior year and got burnt by the drought. Subsoil moisture levels have been significantly depleted relative to a year ago. Even with these added acres and a trend line positive yield, USDA only adds 50 million bushel to the year-to-year carryover. That is only production from a third of a million U.S. acres, or slightly more than 1 million metric ton loss in South American production. We think current USDA South American corn production is several million metric tons too high. The margin for weather risk is extremely thin. Without the added 2 million planted acres, or if the yield is 4.5 bushel per acre less than trendline, the corn balance sheet can go to pipeline 1.1 billion bushels in a flash. Corn is still $11 a bushel in China. USDA added 6.9 million acres to their working number for 2021 soybeans, and then only increased the carryover projection with a trendline yield by 25 million bushel from what is currently pipeline supply. That takes great weather which is inconsistent with the Nina years to pull off. The soybean market needs more acres than 6.9 million to produce any buffer to the weather risk. Are they going to take them from corn? Frankly, I am not at all impressed with 1187 Federal Crop Insurance Soybean Price Guarantee. I don't think that buys more acres. Due to dry conditions, lost wheat acres will likely shift to sorghum. I am of the opposite mindset of making any new crop corn and soybean or wheat sales. Farmers are holding low inventories of old crop, so farmer sales do not carry much impact on the market. We still hold two-thirds of our 2020 corn and soybean production. Markets go up when farmers do not own the grain, and this appears to be the classic instance of that observation. Getting enough acres planted to produce any kind of buffer from the weather risk inherent in a La Nina year is a tall order. 
Chicago Board of Trade markets have rested in this most recent consolidation, but have not triggered any major sell signals. The consolidation shook out a few week longs. Fund position limits expand March 15th, providing room for more fund market length. Basis levels tightened on recent weakness and should improve further into summer. We expect both basis and price gains. OPEC's decision not to boost oil production in April sent crude oil shooting to a new high. It was one of the few commodity markets that held up. RINs are now trending for over $1.10 a gallon, along with the surge in unleaded gasoline prices to a $0.20 premium to ethanol. That should be all the incentive that refiners need to blend ethanol to comply with the RFS. China should be in the market for more ethanol, too. I do not see any reason why the USDA's ethanol corn crush should not be reached. Newly proposed state and federal biodiesel policy is supporting soy oil, which is, of course, help to the soybean market. I do not see U.S. soy oil as overpriced relative to other veg oils. We are not advising either old or new crop sales at that time. Our next sales will likely be made in the April-May time frame. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 